You're listening to the awesome podcast where we celebrate the achievement and lessons of women-owned food and beverage manufacturing companies in Canada. You're tuning into our session with Pina Romolo, who owns Piccola Cucina. Pina Romolo with Piccola Cucina. I'm one of the co-founders. I started the business with my mom about 12 years ago, and we are manufacturers of almond-based products. We have a line of Italian-inspired macaroons and uh, pie crusts uh, as well, all made from almonds. Our facility is dedicated, gluten-free, kosher certified. We're HACCP certified as well. I surround myself with a team of really bright, capable women, all women that uh, just feel what we're trying to do. I try to show them my appreciation and my love for them and going on this journey with me. I couldn't do it without them. I'm, I'm only one person at the end of the day. I think the reason the team that is here with me is just we like to be around each other and we have fun. We all work really, really hard, but we really love what we're doing and we all have a unique skill. And I think I'm not afraid to admit when I don't know anything and I rely on those teammates to really step up and do what they're good at. I certainly don't tell them how to do their job, but I just try to tell them what we need and then they kind of go and figure it out. Even if you worked for somebody or in a company or whatever, you would never be expected to know it all or do it all. You just need to be the person that's leading the charge and figuring out what the needs may be and then being resourceful and going to find what you need in order to accomplish your goals. Being able to just go out there and, and, and figure it out, I think. And I would say resiliency is something that when, when you get pushed into a corner enough, you figure out how to come back really strong. So I think it's a muscle you need to stretch and it gets really uncomfortable. But if you get uncomfortable enough, it just becomes part of who you are and what you do. By far, one skill that I didn't realize I had was the ability to sell or to be a salesperson. I actually maybe even still don't consider myself a salesperson, but obviously sales are happening, so I must be able to know how to sell. But I think it was wrapping my head around what it means to sell and that people purchase more based on the relationship that I'm able to foster. And it's really about the the connections that I'm making with people. And, you know, I would say to anybody looking to start their business, you are the face and, and the soul of your company. And if you can't sell, it's going to be really hard to continue to grow. And so that's a really important and necessary skill to have as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, because there's really nobody that can do it as good as you can, that can emote the passion and love that you have for what you do day in and day out every day. Stress is actually my driving force. When I don't have stress and I don't have chaos, I feel like there's something wrong and I kind of go and find it. I seek it out. Stress is really what excitement and it just keeps blood pumping and flowing and I know that there's stuff happening and that really just, it fuels my fire to be completely honest. So 
if I'm not stressed, I might be stressed that I'm not stressed. I don't know. But I do live in a world of chaos. And I think you almost have to as an entrepreneur because every day is different. Every day is throwing different things at you. And if you don't roll with the punches, you will not be able to be successful as an entrepreneur. It is a different day, different business, different problems. There's always something coming at you. So I wouldn't say I have downtime necessarily, but you know, spending time with my family, my children, doing fun stuff like that, pulling them into the business, getting them involved. Those are all things that, that excite me for what the future will hold. Isn't that so true that out of a problem comes an opportunity? And I think that is a very unique skill set of an entrepreneur. Rather than seeing issues um, that come up as dire or not knowing or understanding what the solution may be, we really look at them as opportunities to do something different because maybe there's something else that we could be servicing the market differently. We could do things differently. We can tighten our production or our processing. Like there's always an opportunity to, to do better. Being in business or being an entrepreneur was always what I was meant to do. I didn't necessarily know what it was going to be. I feel like all of the components that are required to be an entrepreneur came to me in different ways and different jobs that I had throughout my life, different pieces of the puzzle. I learned marketing skills in some jobs and sales in others, customer service, how to produce product or manufacturing, like all those things came to me at different experiences throughout my life. And then this was sort of the time to just tighten up all those skills. So, you know, really knowing how to run a manufacturing plant and running production and being efficient and, you know, signing leases for space. And I've gotten better at the legalese of business that I didn't ever think it's not the part that I like, but it's the part that I have to do as a leader. And so reading and signing contracts and understanding what they mean, a strategy. And that's probably the, I would say the biggest turn for me is is being strategic in my business and really building a plan and thinking about what's coming next. And it's a muscle that I didn't probably start exercising until the last two or three years or so, that is being certain that there's a plan going forward. Because if you don't have a plan, you kind of just keep spinning your wheels. You keep moving like a hamster in a wheel. I think what happens is a lot of the resources that are out there to help businesses say, well, you need a plan and you need a three and a five and whatever, but realistically, all you're going to be doing is filling paper at that point to satisfy the needs of whoever needs you to have a plan, but it's not going to be realistic. I think one year is more than plenty, you know, celebrate your wins, understand where there's maybe some areas where you need to improve and then fix that and then plan for the following year. If you have a huge team of people, endless amounts of capital, sure, you can plan even five years, but you need people to do those those jobs. And, and you have to course correct. It's a living document. So you can't just build it and leave it and then go back to it a year later and see how you did. It's something you have to keep going to. And so to build something for that many years is just not realistic in my opinion. Surround yourself with people that are like-minded, 
that support your vision. So whether that's resources like Awesome or other groups that are out there that are are there to support you and help you to grow. Surround yourself with people, get a mentor or group of mentors that can help you because you're not going to have the financial resources necessarily to hire those people. And so surround yourself with those that know more than you do in the areas that you do not so they can help guide you through that. I'm the current chair of our Food Processors Association in Manitoba. So, you know, that's a great place to network with other people that are in food processing, see what they're doing, who they buy things from, their packaging, you know. it's It just becomes a place where you can tap into the work of others so you don't have to struggle all the way through. There's nothing that you're doing is new. Everything is recycled and reused. And so go and tap into what other people are doing so that you can copy and change it and make it how you need it to be. So finding different supplies or ingredients or even learning different things, it's its all already been done. You just have to find those that are doing it like you want to be doing it and then make it your own. Some of the biggest wins I think would be finally after two or three years of pursuing Whole Foods, finally get into Whole Foods on the East and West Coast and uh, Costco, getting online with Costco.ca. It's certainly been opening some doors for us. So those two have been some pretty big wins for the product. Um, You know, on a personal note, I also want to just share big wins is for me is having become a resource for so many, you know, being the person that people come to for help or advice or just, you know, an ear or someone to just kind of vet problems or or an opportunity or whatever. And so I've kind of become the a resource to many and I really appreciate and hold that uh, job in very high regard, high esteem. I've, I've passed the threshold, I think, of what it five-year mark of your business. You know, you, you pass a certain point and you're like, okay, well, you know, we're, we're in this for the long haul type of thing. And so being that resource and then on a family personal level, seeing my children want to be part of something that was created by their grandma and their mom and so that is a a really big feeling of of accomplishment and pride for them that they're already talking about what they will do and you know there was one point my son said to me he's he's only 10 but very entrepreneurial and he said mom you know when I take over Piccola Cucina you have to have a, a notebook for me that has all of your things that you don't want me to do with the business because I don't want to do something that you didn't have a vision for it, just in case. So those are kind of three different things, but I think it's more about the product. It's certainly not about the cookie for me. It's been more about the journey of being an entrepreneur and then the people that I've been able to touch along the way. When you're able to make a connection with somebody and make them feel good or find a commonality or common thread, they will never forget you, whether that's in the process of feeding them, giving them samples or whatever, or finding something in common or just, again, meeting them where they're at. I think that is the biggest compliment to someone and people will buy from people they like and they can relate to. And so if you can be relatable, they'll find a way to buy from you. Thank you for listening to the awesome podcast where we celebrate the achievement and lessons of women-owned food and beverage manufacturing companies in Canada. 
Learn more about our community at beawesome.ca.